Every t-shirt tells a story. There's no better time than now to create a custom designed t-shirt and make a difference. Our friends at Underground Printing make it easier than ever to start a t-shirt fundraiser for your charity, school, business, or any cause you support. All you have to do is design your shirt, share why you are raising, and then share your campaign. They will ship the orders direct and send along the funds you raise. Underground actually created the I Am Norman t-shirts, which supported the United Way of Norman, and it was very easy to set up. Just visit pogo.undergroundshirts.com to learn more about how you can create your own t-shirt fundraiser today. That's pogo.undergroundshirts.com. Hello and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. I've always looked at Norman as just a fabulous place. I had a great childhood here. And I am a Norman girl. I mean, born and raised from day one, Norman, Oklahoma. I haven't lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. So I call Norman home now, and it's a, it's a great place to live. I'm Zach Logsdon, and I hope you'll join me each episode as we hear the stories of the amazing people, businesses, philanthropies, and upcoming events in Norman, and what makes our big little city so great. I love that in Norman, I am part of something that's so much bigger than me. I just think that the people here in Norman are extremely generous. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nothing loves anything the way Norman loves Norman. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. When your home or business needs cold air or hot water, Call Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing at 405-823-9641 or visit them online at normanair.com. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again, and big thanks to Jennifer Sanders, who's with me today. She is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Assistance League of Norman. Jennifer, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Zach. I really appreciate you um, letting me talk to you today. So start off, I know uh, a little bit about you already. I know that you're, uh, you've been in Norman a long time, but start by telling all of our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, and your history with the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, so I moved here in 1980, and I was raised here, uh, went through uh, public schools here. Um, I graduated in 1994, and um, I have a family, my husband, three children, and we love Oklahoma, Norman. Um, Norman has been a very dear place in my heart. My grandparents were both educators in Norman schools, and um, it's just a really great place to grow up and raise children. So I know that you've spent some time outside of, of Norman uh, here recently. You, you moved back. Uh, what is so, you know Norman's home to you? Obviously, and Norman's a place that you that you wanted to return to, place that you want to have your kids in schools. What is it about Norman that's so special to you? Well, my family is here, and that's very special. But also, the people that I've um, come to know and as, as an adult have really enriched. 
uh, my family and my uh, social life and my willingness to give back to the community. They're they're great uh, mentors that I've um, made in the last several years, and it's just really great to be back in Norman. We were gone a year and a half, and never was quite like home when we were yeah. in Wichita. So right. So, so talk about, uh, you, you said you moved here in 1980. Norman's experienced quite a bit of change uh, since then. Talk a little bit about that. Talk, talk about how, how Norman has changed from when you were a kid uh, growing up here in the 80s. Well, obviously, the, the size of Norman has changed, population being the driving factor. I mean, when I graduated, we had about 87,000 people uh, living in Norman, and now that's grown to about 123 mm-hmm. as of a couple years ago. So obviously, the you know the size of the population has contributed to its growth. Um, I I feel like that Norman has has a very diverse population and um, way of thinking, and so it's led to a lot of different um, uh, districts. I would say like the downtown main corridor has changed a lot. Uh, there's a lot of local shopping and uh, retail and restaurants down there as well as businesses, but you know, campus corner has also changed quite a bit. <laughs> um, the same, the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have so many different festivity or festivals now, I guess Norman's the city of festivals. So <laughs> I didn't know, but yeah. they are. And yeah. you know, Norman music festival has changed the, the music landscape and the Friday, uh, second Friday art walks downtown. Um, you know, a lot of things have changed, uh, the retail atmosphere and Norman in general, you know, growing up, we only had the sooner fashion mall and <laughs> now we've got all the little outdoor retail locations, you know, lots of large companies coming in, but also lots of great local places, um, which I find myself frequenting very often. So, Right. I think it's been a really great change uh, that we've seen in Norman, much for the better. We have nice had to see it grow. We have had a lot of uh, new places. Uh, you know, when I was in, in college here, you know, Campus Corner and and Main Street were nothing uh, like they are today. And I imagine that was the <laughs> case when you were when you were younger as well. And I've seen so many changes there. But what about uh, places that uh, were here when you were growing up that are no longer here that you miss? Anything pop into your mind as a place you liked going to as a kid, uh, but but it, but has since gone away? You know, the first thing that popped in my head is uh, the Ernie's Town Tavern down on Campus Corner. It's now okay. Louie's. Okay. Um, and, you know, hanging up there, eating breakfast with my grandpa and my dad during the football on football days. You know, back yeah. then they didn't have very many night games. So, you know, just the the feeling of being on campus and all the energy and stuff. I really do miss that a lot. That's probably my number one thing I would say. Ernie's Town Tavern. I miss Tavern. about Old Norman. Yeah. You ever heard of Ernie's? I, I haven't. When I came to school here, I think that was a New York bagel where Louise is right now. And uh, I think it was it a was. pizza place at one point as well. But it's been Louise for quite some time. Had no idea that Ernie's Town Tavern was ever there. What was their specialty? Yeah. So Ernie's was a, a local diner. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the unique things about Ernie's is that they had all the scores of the OU football scores on their wall. And so you probably have seen inside of the Mont recently or in the last, you know, 10 years. Uh So when Ernie's closed, the Mont got the rights to those scoreboards. So everything that you see in the Mont originated at Ernie's 
Tavern. Oh, I had no That's idea. That's where those came from. So That's really cool. It's really nice to, yeah, that that part of history still remains, you know, and you know how much football is a part of our town. <laughs> right. So it's it's great to see those those plaques when we go in there and have a swirl or whatever at the month. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I've seen those so many times and, and assumed those were something that had been at the Mont forever. That's really, really cool to know they originated there at uh, the, at Ernie's. Yep, So sure you are the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Assistance League of Norman. First, my first question about this, what is Assistance League? Well, Assistance League is a 100% volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the mission is to strive to transform lives and strengthen our community. Um, primarily, it's a group of women. However, there have been men that have been involved. But uh, we uh, get together to raise funds for our various programs. We nurture relationships among each other. And we uh, learn from each other. You know, each woman or each member provides something different to the organization. And it really just all comes together in, in the way we fundraise, the services we provide, and uh, the social aspect of it, too. So it's kind of a multifaceted thing. Um, but primarily, we serve Norman and children and women gotcha. um, and their needs. Okay. Yeah. And it's also a national organization, and we are a chapter that started in 1974, wow. a local chapter here. So you said you met, you have different you have different programs and, and, and things you do. Well, tell, talk about some of those. What are some of the programs that Assistance, League's, uh, Assistance League of Norman executes in our community that you're most proud of? Yeah. Um, Operation School Bell is our primary program. It's... Um, a program that we've had since 1978 in Norman. It's um, a national program. It's the one that's across the board, all of assistance leagues uh, raise money and provide this uh, inform- or stuff for the community. We uh, give all kids um, brand new clothing, which includes two pairs of jeans, three shirts, undergarments, socks for the week, a pair of shoes, a winter coat, we also give them a grooming kit with you know, shampoo and toothbrush, toothpaste, that kind of stuff, um, awesome. a book, and a backpack. So um, last year, we were able to serve over 2,000 kids in the Norman Public Schools and Little Act Schools. And each child is identified uh, by their counselor, and they arrive at our store, which is actually in our chapter house building at 809 Wall Street. Okay. And the kids are brought there on a school bus in groups by school. And each child is uh, paired with a assistance league volunteer. And we take them through the store and they get to pick out their clothes. And we have dressing rooms. And, you know, we just want to give them the, the most, we want to give them comfort. We want to give them uh, confidence. Uh, the kids write us little cards and it's always so great to see that, you know, they really, really appreciate the service that we are offering them. And so, so where does it, uh, specific to that program, I, I'll, I'll let you talk more about some of the other things you got going on, but like, where does, where does the stuff come from? Uh, is that, I guess, all, all donated or purchased uh, locally, nationally? Where, where does the stuff come from that, that appears in the store? Yeah. So we have uh, two sections, the brand new clothes we provide for all the kids um, and all that 
All those clothes come from our uh, volunteers actually travel to a market. Um, last year it was in Las Vegas, and they purchase the clothes. Um, so it's very thought out. We're not ordering things in bulk. And, um, you know, we try to offer a lot of different styles so the kids are, you know, they all look different and um, feel special. That's the most important part is that they feel special and confident when they go back to school right. with their brand new clothes. We've got, we've got some kids that come in and they're happier about the socks than anything, you know, and <laughs> I'm sure it puts things in perspective, you know, that a lot of kids go to school with no socks or holes in their socks or socks that haven't been washed all week. And, you know, just the little things are really what, um, are special to the kids. And, yeah. um, yeah. So we also have another section called gently use, and that's where we take uh, community donations. Um, we have a group of women that meet on Tuesday afternoons and they sort through, uh, the clothing to make sure it's, you know, relevant, it's stylish, it's clean. And um, at the end of their shopping in their in the new clothes section, they're able to go over to the uh, gently used section, which we call our extras. And they're able to pick out anything they want over there. So there's, you know, anything from jewelry to shoes to uh, scarves and hats and clothes and Halloween costumes, just anything that you can think of that, you know, a kid would want. So we let them choose from that. And so a lot of times the kids leave with more than just the brand new clothing that we offer. They do a little extra stuff. So that's always nice to that's awesome. be able to that's get back that way too. Great to have that, uh, that service serving our, our community. What else? So, so that, uh, that's operation school bell. I know that you guys do a ton of other stuff. What else, what else comes to mind about the things you're, you're super proud of that assistance league does? Well, our uh, primary goal is to assist children and women in the community. But however, we do have a program called Seniors R&R, which started in 1981. And once a month, um, our volunteers uh, visit Full Circle Adult Date Center, which is a program that provides uh, activities and supervision to adults, you know, elderly um perhaps mentally challenged um, adults who need a little bit extra supervision during the day while their caretaker or family member is working. Um, we play bingo with them once a month. We eat snacks and just give them a little bit of companionship. And then in December, we always do a, a photo shoot and we have a photographer that comes and our members come and help with hair and makeup. And uh, we provide a professional photo to uh, the participant and then on also a second one that they can give to their family members for Christmas. Another program that we're really proud of is uh, Bears for Children. We give bears to the Mary Abbott House and uh, to the police officers and they provide the bears to children who are in traumatic situations. You know, every every kid loves a nice cuddly bear. <laughs> making Absolutely. Feel safe. Yeah. Um, and we also do um, care kits, which provides um, grooming items and books and other things for women and children leaving abusive situations. Uh, we provide them to the resource center in Norman. And then we also have a community outreach program um, that just meets specific needs in the community. It, it varies from year to year. Uh, one year we provided uh, clothing for tornado relief. We um, have provided uh, care packages for homeless. We, uh, assembled them as a, as a group. And then we all took a few packages and we handed them out across the community to people who might need them and included granola bars and 
hmm. socks and um, a couple bottles of water and things like that. Um, so, cool. yeah, that's another thing that we've been really excited to add to our list of programs. Yeah, that's great. So I know I, I know that uh, you know this all of this comes with a cost and and the way you you fund these things is through different initiatives. Uh you did a a 5k uh for the Operation School Bell program. Uh this year had to be virtual though. So tell us uh, tell us a little bit about that and how much money you raised doing it. It did. It had to go virtual this year, which was uh we weren't really sure how that was going to work out. Um but due to the pandemic, we thought that would be the best idea. And um, instead of uh, having people register and pay a flat registration fee, we took donations of $5 or more. Uh, the virtual event went on for seven days, and we encouraged people to get their family members involved, several running clubs uh, in, around the uh, elementary schools in Norman uh, participated as a group. Uh, they they clocked their times. They posted pictures on Facebook and Instagram, and they received a, a certificate when they finished the 5K or the one-mile fun run. Mm. And this year, we were able to net $13,000. So oh my gosh. we felt like it was a very successful event. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty cool for a, a virtual event. So right. it was just a great way to get the community involved and you know, get people out of their house and getting some exercise and people were cooped up and tired of being inside. So, so, so everything is kind of up in the air this year. Um, I, I would imagine with uh, not knowing how things are going to work with, with the school year, how, what, what are the discussions being had in regards to uh, having those students come and, and do the shopping the way they've always done in the past? What are you doing to try to prepare considering, um, you know, that we're in, in the midst of a pandemic right now? Yeah, um, you know, our committees have been uh, talking about different options. We haven't been able to make a decision quite yet. We're kind of just going with the flow and see how the Norman Public Schools responds. Um, you know, and then we will definitely uh, figure something out because the kids will still need clothes, and um, that's our ultimate goal. So um, in the past, we've had parents bring children in the evening time, Um to pick out clothes. So, you know, we might go along that line, but we haven't made any set in stone plans yet. So let's talk, let's talk about the gala, the assistance league gala. Everybody, uh, I think, uh, mm-hmm. in Norman has heard of this event. Uh, everybody who's anybody is at the event. Uh, and, and, and this year, as it was last year, it was a, a Halloween theme. It's, it's scheduled for October 29th of 2020. Um, tell us what you can about that event. So gala has been, it's our major fundraiser. What, um, keeps Operation School Bell going, and mm-hmm. it's just a great time to get together and uh, celebrate all our com- accomplishments while raising money. Um, traditionally, it's been a, a Christmas theme, mm-hmm. but you know we have a lot of members varying in age. We've got you know women in their 30s up to women in their 90s. You know mm-hmm. all different professions, stay-at-home moms, retired. So we like to change things up and make things new and fresh. Um, last year we did our first Halloween gala and it was very successful. We raised over a hundred thousand dollars for our programs and, you know, it's a great fun evening with entertainment and like I said, live and silent auctions, um, dinner, dancing, um, 
And this year, it is on October 29th. It hopefully will be held at Southwind Hills, uh, which is a great event venue in um, Goldsby, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, we've discussed, you know, what happens if we take it virtually. And that's, you know, those are things that we're thinking of this year, too. So we're hoping that we can have an in-person event. Um, costumes are are welcome. We would love <laughs> to see costumes, but not everyone wants to dress up for Halloween. And so, you know, everybody's welcome to come and what they want to wear and just have a great time raising money for Norman kids. So let's talk about costumes for a second. I would have to imagine uh, that the costumes <laughs> last year were quite creative. Uh, what pops uh, to the top of your mind as the most creative things you saw last year? And, and if you can tell us who was wearing them, that would be even better. Okay. Well, let's see. One what <laughs> pops in my head is uh, I believe it was Stephanie Oaks. She is one of our newer members, and she was Maleficent. Okay. Um, and that was a great costume. And and the people that won the costume contest, because we also have a contest, I didn't mention that, um, were the Jablonskis. And they were Mary Poppins and uh, the Chimney Suite. Oh, so that. that was a fun costume. Yeah, they were great. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of different things. We had people that were dressed up as the dodgeball team from, you know, Ben Stiller's dodgeball movie. So, you know, they were casual of a costume, as elaborate, you know, we had some formal wear. It was just a mix of everything. It was great. So have you and your husband, Lance, uh, planned out your costumes for this year yet? Are you still, uh, you got it all figured out? Are you still trying to figure it out? Oh, I have to admit, I'm not a big uh, costume (laughs) person, but... I'll take one for the team. So I've been trying to be creative. We haven't decided quite yet, but um, I'm sure we'll come up with something great because he's always up for whatever, you know. Is this is this, is the gala an event? You said that the Assistance League is is a nationwide uh, group. Is the is the gala something that every all of the groups in the different cities across the, uh, the the country do, or is that something that's unique to you guys, or what? Um, the gala, um, there's several, uh, chapters that actually do a gala. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of our chapters have a thrift shop and that is their primary source of income, which is huh. something that we've, uh, considered. Um, I know I told you, I just moved back from Wichita after mm-hmm. a year and a half and that was their main source of income as a thrift shop. And it was a very popular high end items are donated there. You can find some great stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the fundraising, uh, differs from, uh, chapter to chapter, chapter and city to city. But like I said, o- uh, Operation School Blood is definitely, um, the program that's universal to all of our chapters. So if somebody were to want to, uh, join Assistance League, how would they go about that? Um, right now we're doing a membership drive. Uh, typically in May we do, a uh, in-house uh, luncheon and we invite, you know, prospective new members so they can get to know people and um, kind of see what everything's about. Um, but this year, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to do that. So we've been um, reaching out on social media and featuring uh, some of our members and um, programs. And, um, you know, we're always looking for new members because uh, we, we know we like new ideas and, and expanding and, um, having people learn more about our programs and the best way to do that is through um, new members and them experiencing um, 
what it's like to volunteer with us and get to know the other members and, and serve us, you know, as a group. Um, but we also, uh, like community volunteers, we often have groups of teachers that will show up at operation school bell. You know, they're not allowed, they can't be members because of their schedules or, you know, they have lots of things going on. So they'll come in and work some shifts as a group or we've had police officers come in and, uh, so we always welcome community volunteers who, you know, aren't quite ready to um, make a commitment to Assistance League, but really want to help out. So gotcha. there's lots of options to be involved. So if uh, about that, if you want to get involved either by becoming a member or just volunteering, how can people find out more information about Assistance League? Well, we are on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook. You can search Assistance League Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also visit our website, which is assistanceleague.org, front slash Norman. Okay. That will have information about all of our programs and how to become a member. Um, and I also wanted to mention our uh, assistings auxiliary. Oh, yeah, please which do. Which is, yeah, it's a group of, of teenagers in Norman, um, seventh grade through 12th grade. And they are, they have their own board and their own budget, and they plan their own um, events. And all of the money that they raise uh, helps support the kids that are living at Bridges, um, the students living there, and they provide birthday gifts and Christmas gifts to those children. And then they also purchase the backpacks that the children that visit Operation School Bell take their clothes home in. So the assistings are a great, great part of our um, of our chapter. They're very important and we're very, very proud of the kids that work so hard to do the same things that, you know, the adults do. And it, they're just a great group of kids. It's a great yeah. way to get it on, you know, some community service on your resume. And they meet once a month and they have a, um, assistance league, uh, chair who kind of helps guide them. Yeah. But they do all the work by themselves and they do some great, great, a great job. Yeah. We had uh, Bianca Gordon from Bridges on a, on a previous episode of yeah. the podcast. She is amazing. And the, and that organization is awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see, uh, thrilled to know that, uh, Assistine's helps, helps those guys out. Just what, what they do is, is so important. And, and what you, uh, what assistance league is, is doing is so important. Um, the, the last, my last question, question for you, Jen, is, is the, uh, just if, if somebody would want to ask you a question directly, if, they, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, with you, do you mind sharing an email address or, or anything like that that people can uh, shoot you a note? Sure. Um, this year I am the, um, basically the PR, uh, chairperson. And so if you'd like to get in touch with me, I can, uh, route you to the correct person who might be able to answer any questions that you have regarding membership or our program. Great. Um, my email address is pr at alnorman.org. Great. Awesome. Jennifer Sanders, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure hearing about Assistance League, hearing about you, uh, and just chatting with you in general. Oh, Zach, it's always great to chat with you, too. <laughs> and I I really appreciate you bringing um, uh Assistance League to the forefront and giving us this platform. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody for listening. If you'd like to follow this podcast, you can do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching I am Norman Pod. Uh, thanks again for being part of the podcast, Jen. Thanks again to everybody for listening, and stay tuned for many more episodes to come.
The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose The Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com. Sit side by side in every class. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head about the bugs and alphabet. And when I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. I can tell that we.